iPhone batteries at 69%. Nice. You know what that means. It's time to duel. Your move! It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, a weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap show. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 3, Journey to the Duelist Kingdom. The Duelist Kingdom. And again, I will I will reiterate, like we did last week, uh, that's with an I-S-T, not an E-S-T. <laughs> this, is a, this is a kingdom of people who duel. It's not the most dual kingdom. Right, correct. Although it may be both. Time that's will true. tell. That's Time true. Will tell. Let's see when we get there. Uh, because they don't explain what it is at all. No, they, they don't. This episode is kind of a filler if we're being honest there's, yeah there's not a, there's not a whole lot that happens there's a little bit that happened but I it was mean, all kind of dumb it, yeah it was all set up basically uh do you before we head into news do you want to talk about what happened last week because this is the first time at least that i've noticed that we did get a recap for the last episode yes it actually showed us what happened last time on Yu-Gi-Oh, and all it is that he just fought Pegasus right. through this like magical VHS tape, and yes. then Pegasus stole Grandpa's soul. Yep, because that's what happens when you lose to a VHS tape at a card game. <laughs> your Grandpa's soul gets taken. Sorry, Whoops. Grandpa. Whoops! I wasn't good enough at cards to save your soul. <laughs> uh, Which would actually be pretty cool if it wasn't, you know, just a Yu-Gi-Oh story. Right, well, and it would have been cooler, it would have been cooler if uh, he'd won. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Um... Okay, well, before we get into the episode, it's time for news. That's never going to get old. Jimmy, I have news for you this week. Really? I have some news. There's actually Yu-Gi-Oh! news? There are two incredibly exciting pieces of news. So, Do tell. I've been talking to you a lot about Dual Links, right? Yes. Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Links. Uh, it's an iOS and Android. And I found out uh, today, actually, it's a PC game as well. It's on Steam. Oh. Um, and it is a digital version of the Yu-Gi-Oh! card game. Now, when we've been making Digital show, monsters. No, that's a, that's a different. <laughs> that's, no, different. Um, when we've been making the show, we have kind of like explicitly not learned the rules to the game. By, you know, we want to watch the show and learn through the show. And I've been playing this game to kind of learn through playing the game. Turns out that the rules that they've made for the digital game are different from the real life rules. Just to, like, make it, I guess, more fun to play on, a, on like, a phone, right? Huh, okay. And what they are is it's a faster set of rules. So there are fewer cards in your deck, fewer places where you can play those cards. Oh, uh, so it's like a variant of the game. Yeah, it's like a streamlined variant of the game. And uh, the first piece of news today comes from DualShockers.com, uh, and it is uh, by Noah Butner, and it says... I'm Yu-Gi-Oh! sorry, what? Huh? <laughs> What.com? Uh, dual Shockers. <laughs> you know, like a DualShock controller? It's oh, a yeah. It's a okay. It's a, it's a blog that I see every now and then about video games. Um, but so the article is titled, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links Speed Dueling Format is Coming to Real Life. Uh, wow, just like in the video game. And so essentially what they're going to do is later this year, they are going to start releasing special Yu-Gi-Oh like decks like trading card decks with some of the special things from the game and start like hosting tournaments in this speed dueling <sighs> format. So, oh, and my dog is barking. Uh so we're going to start seeing the same things that are happening in the game happen in real life. 
just like the same things that happened in the show. I mean, okay, no, I'm not, I was about to say it also <laughs> happened in real life, but that makes it sound like a documentary. But like, you know, how the, the show was a show first and then a card game. So yeah. now we're going to see art imitating life, imitating art, imitating a cartoon. How many reflections, how many iterations away before we get an actually good game? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, the second piece of news I am much, 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 much more excited for. Uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. This can't be okay. good. So this comes from comicbook.com. Uh Nick Valdez wrote this uh just a few days ago. Uh it says Yu-Gi-Oh fans have a lot to look forward to in 2018 because not only will the first movie be screened in the US theaters in a new resolution, but it will also premiere the English dub of the newest series in the franchise. So two things here. One, did you know that there was a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie? I kind of figured. Okay, so there was a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie quite a while ago, and they're re-releasing it in a 4K format. And there's going oh boy, to be, 4K. There's going to be a limited run in theaters as like a, uh, uh, what are those called? A Fathom event. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, second, there's going to be a new English dub series of Yu-Gi-Oh! And there have been a few, like separate series after this. Yes, I am vaguely aware of the one where they play games on motorcycles. Yes, that's Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Uh, there's also Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Zixel. Uh, and Yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, and I think there's one more that I'm forgetting. Do you want to guess the name of the new series? I can't possibly guess. Just, just, just say sounds. Yu-Gi-Oh! Ultimate Monsters. Nope, nope, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. <laughs> All caps, V-R-A-I-N-S. Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. Vrains! Yeah. That sounds like one of those like shitty backwards acronyms that uh, like NASA scientists make up when uh-huh. like putting together satellites. Yeah, they just really want it to be called Vrains. So what... Exactly, does Vrains mean? Hell if I know. It probably doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, but there is going to be a premiere as part of the Fathom event where they're showing the 4K version of the first Yu Gi Oh movie. Why is it so important to watch Yu Gi Oh in 4K? No, no, hold on. No, hold on. Hey, <laughs> yes, I know. Why? Um, so it's only running two days March 11th and 12th. That's next weekend. Oh, boy. It's playing downtown. <laughs> Jimmy, do you want to go see the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie with me? <laughs> sure. Cool. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. That out of the way. Um, yeah, you can... Uh, I think if you're listening to this, you may still have time. You can at least look it up. It's bit.ly forward slash Yu-Gi-Oh! 4K. And that's Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, no dashes or anything. Just all one word. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really exciting, uh, in my mind <laughs> that they're doing not only a re-release in 4k for some reason, cause like, I don't, I don't understand why it needs, to, are we going to see like, we're going to see Yugi's pores. <laughs> they have to, they had to like actually go back in and draw all his pores. Did they render each hair individually? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh movie brought to you by Pixar. Oh, oh! Actually, you know what? I'd that would actually that. be pretty good. Uh, they're making a, um, they're making a 
Mario movie. Did you hear about this? Yes. The same studio that made Minions is making a Mario movie, and I'm kind of excited for it. I hope it's good. I really hope that Mario doesn't say more than maybe two lines. Wah! Wahoo! Wah! Uh, because, yeah, because that, exactly. Um, all right, well, that's it for news. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's. let's. You, don't, you don't have any news? I, once again, do not have any Yu Gi Oh! Okay, news to perfect, share with you. Perfect. It's time to discuss the episode. <laughs> you love it. You love it. Uh, you love saying it. I do. I really do. All right, so like I said at the beginning of the show, this was season one, episode three. The Duelist Kingdom. Pardon me. Journey to the Duelist Kingdom. Journey to the Duelist Kingdom. With these cards. <laughs> you are not allowed to make fun of my intro and then pull out that shit. <laughs> what is that? It's Jurassic Park. No, I know what it is. Um, it's a movie about dinosaurs. No, Tyler. I know what Jurassic Park. Um, Just like Rex Raptor. Yes. So in this episode, uh, we are reintroduced to uh, some some old characters and then introduced newly to some new characters. Um, Jimmy, you gave a little recap, so I'll, I'll see if I can briefly summarize this episode. Uh, in the last episode that, that you recapped, Yugi got an invitation to the Duelist Kingdom to take part in a tournament. Uh, and Pegasus stole his grandpa's soul. So he needs to go win the tournament to get grandpa's soul back. Good so far? Yep. So in this episode, they get on a boat, uh, but they remember, the four friends remember, that only Yugi has an invitation, so Yugi gets on the boat legally, and everyone else stows away. Uh, Joey gets caught, and so Yugi gives him one of the two star chips, which we still don't know the significance of, uh, so that... Joey can be a legitimate competitor in this competition as well. Uh, they meet uh, my Valentine. Uh, oh no, they don't even give her last name. She just says my, uh, and she is this 20 some odd year old woman who hits on 13 year olds. Uh, and they are reintroduced to uh, Rex Raptor and Weevil Underwood. And they ride a boat. Yep, <laughs> that's it. That's I think that's the end of the episode. Um, oh, and Joey jumps off into the freezing waters to save Yugi's car. Yes. So now with the brief summary, uh, do you want to talk some some more detailed? Sure. Okay. Well, before we get into that, um, it, they don't make it clear what exactly Duelist Kingdom is. It's just this vague island out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So that's where the episode starts. So they're uh, back at school, and they or Yugi gets a letter from Pegasus with a bunch of cards in it. And each card is like a different part of this invitation. And so he's showing the cards to his friend. And Taya goes, Duelist Kingdom? Isn't that that island? And everyone goes, oh, yeah. Yes, the right. famous island, Duelist that, Kingdom. That's apparently like a day's boat ride out. And again, yet again, somehow Tristan still knows nothing about duel monsters, even though he lives like apparently fairly close to a place called Duelist Island. <laughs> the island specifically for playing card games. At. Right. It's not made clear if it's like a theme park or like a, a meeting grounds, like the sea land of card games. See, I like that explanation. It's like where a, it's, it's literally its a government. kingdom. Yeah. 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 
Pegasus is the king of Duelist Kingdom. <laughs> he just claimed this uninhabited island and decided he was going to play card games there. I mean, when you invent the most popular card game in the world, you have some money to throw around. You have around. some money to throw around. Uh, if, you, if you can buy that stainless steel card from episode one that we talked about, uh, <laughs> you probably have some money to throw around. Um, yeah, so he's showing the cards off to his friends. Uh, it's an island, and there was something else significant about that, but I'm, I'm forgetting it now. Uh, they go to the boat. Oh, no, pardon me. Before they go to the boat, Yugi and Joey have a heart-to-heart, and we learn some things about their friendship. Do you remember those things? First off, Joey and Tristan were so just total assholes to Yugi when they first met. Yeah, they do this like flashback scene, and Yugi goes, oh, I was just thinking about the time we first met. And Joey goes, oh, yeah. Those fun times. And it cuts to literally a shot of them, like, stealing the Millennium Puzzle away from <laughs> This Yugi. literally priceless artifact found in, like, some Egyptian tomb. And they chuck it out a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey steals a piece of it and then throws it out the window so like Yugi it, can't solve the puzzle. It's bad enough that Yugi has the Millennium Puzzle, which is this, like, priceless ancient artifact that should be in some, like, museum in Cairo. But he has it. And then... It's in good enough condition that, like, it's all its little pieces still kind of fit together, like a one of those um, those little puzzles. Yeah, like a puzzle box. Kind yeah, of like thing. a little yeah. puzzle box. And then Joey just grabs a piece and chucks it. Yep. Which, again, and and there's another there's another instance to this. I think if that happened, like he chucked it out the window, and then Yugi hadn't retaliated in any way there just wouldn't be a show. Like, if he just hadn't found the the puzzle, he wouldn't have been able to complete the Millennium Puzzle, and Pegasus wouldn't want to talk to him, and end of show. Yeah. He probably wouldn't even be that great of a duelist, because the puzzle is what puts the Pharaoh soul in him that makes him a good duelist. <laughs> it's not the heart of the cards at all. It's this other guy taking over. Right. It's somebody who's legitimately better at the game taking over the body of this 12-year-old child. Um... <laughs> Uh, we also get a shot of uh, Joey getting a package in the mail that contains another VHS tape. VHS tapes are super popular in this world I, just for sending messages. I kind of, I'm really sad that VHS tapes did not have as prominent a place in society as this. Because, like, I legitimately like VHS, VHS tapes. Like, I used to have a bunch and, and you know, I had, like, a VHS camera and all these things. Uh, and... It amazes me that people would just continue continue to do that for so long because this show is like released in what two thousand yeah so it is you know it it seems it was nice. probably it's available nice on VHS tape I really like it oh god I should track that down um, but so we get to VHS tape which I definitely expected to be magical and evil uh, but it's I mean it's essentially just a letter from just his a sister. regular VHS tape and I don't understand why she spent the postage on a VHS tape rather than just a letter, you know? Yeah. If it's not magical, why, why bother? Well, that's the weird thing is because she addresses him and tells him that she's losing her eyesight soon. No, 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 no. She doesn't say that. Oh, that's true. She explicitly doesn't say it. And it's the worst shit. (laughs) Uh, She says, it's been six years since I have seen you. And Joey later explains this because their parents divorced a long time ago and each took one kid. Um, and uh, 
Split his, those kids his right down the middle. Serenity, by the way. Did we say that already? No. I forget. So his sister's name is Serenity. And he's super shocked to see her. And he, she goes, it's been six years since I've seen you. Heard you're doing this dual thing. Uh, wanted to say hi. And I hope that I can see you before it's too late. It's implied that she's going to die. Yes. Like the sad music plays. At, he's looking out the window. Um, it's It's definitely implied that she is going to die soon. So... Again, cutting back to Yugi explaining the cards and the invitation and everything to all the friends, Tristan goes, oh, hang on a second. What does this card say? Oh, what? The winner of this tournament gets $3 million? And Joey goes, oh, $3 million? That can save my sister. <laughs> Again, we don't know what his sister needs saving thro- from. No. So it kind of sounds like she's being like held for ransom. <laughs> It's like blackmail. Yeah, like she's being held by some Yakuza crime lord. You have one week to get the money. And and or your sister gets it. So Joey's like, all right, I'm gonna get into that tournament and I'm gonna win. And Yugi goes, Well, how are you gonna get into the tournament? It's an invite-only tournament, and you were explicitly not invited. (laughs) Uh cut to the boat. Oh yeah, and there's they have like three separate plans. To get on this boat. Yeah, so it's like a Titanic-style cruise ship. And uh, Yugi is in line with everyone else. Yeah, it's a big cruise ship for the group of people that are there. There's maybe like 30 people. Yeah. Tops. Uh, A small crowd. Yeah. And uh, part of the, you know, hubbub is that Joey got caught trying to sneak into some of the lower uh, entrances. And they're, like, pulling him away. And then all the stuff that I said at the beginning happened. Yugi finds a way to get Joey in legitimately. But then separately. Yeah. Um, the other two just sneak into the cargo hold on some like shipping container. Yeah. So Tristan and Taya had this whole separate plan. That they just apparently didn't tell the other two about. Yeah. Yeah, at all. Well, because they're both super surprised when they see them later on. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I mean, I guess, thank goodness. Like, it, it's nice to have friends on board. Um, But yeah, I, I don't... I, oh, I hey, wanted, I didn't see you there. They spent so much time on the, like, weird heart-to-heart between Yugi and Joey that they could have spent on figuring out a plan to, like, actually get, get on there. this boat. Because either they just didn't tell Joey what the plan was, or they told Joey, and Joey's like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm just gonna sneak in line." Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cut in line. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. So then they get on the boat and they meet my Valentine. Uh, that is her name, my, my, my Valentine. Valentine. Uh, I think she just says my in this episode, which I think is is probably a good choice. Uh, Again, these are like Ace Attorney level. Pun names. Oh, here. absolutely, absolutely. Does my creep you out as much as she creeps me out? She's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. She's got like a mm, predatory vibe. Yes, thank you. That's the word exactly. She comes up to Yugi straight away, and it's just like, "Hey, you're that kid who beat Kaiba. Oh, let's talk all these things." And and it's she's like a twenty some odd year old woman, big blonde hair. You know, low-cut shirt, like, very purposefully low-cut shirt. And Joey's freaking out because this is the first time he's seen boobs his whole life. (laughs) And, like, it just feels... 
icky. Yeah, she, she is definitely older than the rest of them by a good bit. I by would a good say. bit. And we talked before about like everyone's height differences. And Joey is easily twice Yugi's height, easily. Maya's a little bit taller than him, even. Like implying that, like, oh, he's still like growing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, and Yugi it comes up to out. like halfway up her body. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, for a character who, it's impossible to Google their name without coming across, like, pages of weird fan art before the actual images from the show, uh, it's unsettling. Uh, They also meet uh, Rex Raptor and Weevil Underwood, uh, who are the uh, first and second place champions. (laughs) I do love their names. uh, From the previous episode that we saw in the tournament in the previous episode. And for the first time, we're introduced to characters who are Yugi's height. Yes, these are the only other two characters in the whole show so far that come close to being like actual like middle school kid-sized height. Which I kind of love. And they're both super big dicks. <laughs> they, seem to be, they seem to be friends with each other, which I, I really enjoy. Um, but they both hate Yugi, just straight off the bat, hate Yugi. Uh, and they they both mean, also kind of have the same voice, which yeah, is kind of like a like a sniveling kind of kind of you know kind of. They've got a bad case of anime villain voice. Yeah, uh, which I mean, it's 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 fine. Like, they can be like trying to say normal things, but it always comes out like this, Yugi. <laughs> and Rex, uh, like that's a really good weevil. And Rex is basically the same, but maybe just like half an octave down. Yeah, he's more of a subdued kind of yogi. He sounds like a not that deep. He but. sounds like a rugrat trying to be evil. <laughs> he does, uh, and and it's fine, you know. And and Weevil starts to like try to befriend Yugi, kind of, where he starts talking to him about strategy and getting your deck ready. And there's all these people trading cards, and Weevil's like making fun of him because he goes, "Well, if you're not already ready, you shouldn't be here." And then we get a really weird, like, I know I've said really weird about a lot of the, the scenes, but. That's pretty par for the course in this show. Course, I guess. Uh, we got a scene where Joey is showing off the cards that he's traded to Yugi. Uh, and Yugi's like, cool, that's great, awesome. And he's got his solid gold deck box there. Yeah. And he, his, like, ancient Egyptian millennium puzzle chest. He's just keeping playing cards in now. Uh, and he pulls out a card and he gives it to Joey. Here's my ancient artifact that's worth more than this entire ship. Right, exactly. He could probably buy Duelist Kingdom <laughs> if he wanted to. Uh, and he hands this card to Joey, and then Weevil Underwood comes over and starts asking Yugi about Exodia uh, that he used in episode one. one. Wow, it feels like forever ago. Uh, and he does he does that same villain voice... And his eyebrows like scrunch in, and he goes, "Can I, can I see the legendary cards?" Or no, first, pardon me, pardon me. First, yeah. First, he says that he's been trying to come up with a strategy to beat Exodia for the longest for, time. Yeah, for like years. He even says. though no one in the history of the game has ever been able to play Exodia until literally two weeks ago. I mean, good for you, man, coming with a. Um, a contingency plan. So, so he asks Yugi, hey, can I see the cards just because I want to see the, the legendary cards? And Yugi's like, I don't see why not. That sounds great. I mean, keep in mind, they're standing on the very edge of the ship, not like 
yeah, three feet away from open ocean. Yeah, they are Titanic style on the balcony, duelist king of the world. And, uh, <laughs> and a so, very thin metal rod railing, too. Not like, right. like a ship, like a standard ship railing, you know? Right, yeah. It's, it's like, like a open wall. air. Yeah, everything. you drop something on the deck. It's going it's overboard. Gone. It's gone. Uh, so while he's doing the villain voice and saying how he wanted to find a way to beat Exodia, Yugi hands Weevil the cards, and Weevil goes, I finally <laughs> found a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think the actual quote that Yugi says is like, sure, I don't see why not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me just give you all of Exodia right here and now. Yeah. And Lauren, who is sitting and watching this with us, goes, I don't think he's blinked this whole time <laughs> talking about Yugi. And yeah, no, Yugi just straight up doesn't blink this episode. His he eyes just, are too big. He is, he is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I don't think his eyelids will meet if he tries to <laughs> blink. Um, so he hands, he hands Weevil the cards, and the Weevil goes, finally found out a strategy to beat him, and he throws the five Exodia cards overboard. <laughs> Proving yet again that the one true strategy of this game is either to destroy cards or cheat yep. <laughs> or both. Uh, so, yeah. So then Weevil just like walks off. Oh, well. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> bye. And then Joey jumps overboard probably like three stories off the side of this boat into the ocean to get the cards. Yep. Yep. And somehow doesn't die. And somehow doesn't die. And Yugi jumps after them, even though none of them have life preservers. Right. There are no life preservers actually anywhere. Like, I haven't seen a life preserver anywhere on this boat. Yeah. Uh, so he jumps in. Yeah, off like three. Like, he's in an impressive dive. He gets the cards, and then a ladder drops, and it's Tristan and Taya, like, revealing themselves so that they can save Joey. Uh, so then Joey's saved. The cards have to be water damaged at this point. But yeah, I'm- they'd just be, like... Mush. Yeah, so, but he gets them back somehow, and uh, they all like watch the sun rise as they approach Duelist Kingdom. Uh, oh, there's another scene in there that's kind of a throwaway where Mai duels Rex. Do you remember this? Yes. Um, Mai is super upset because apparently only the uh, participants in the previous year's um, tournament. You get actual good rooms, and yeah, everyone else winners. has to basically sleep on the floor, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like they've got these, like, communal rooms that essentially just have padded floors for, like, sleeping bags and stuff. And, like, I get what she's upset. You know, like, if I was, you know, me at my age now in a room with a bunch of 13-year-olds, I'd be like, no, I'm not sleeping here. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on the floor. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. B, I don't know. Also, this is a huge cruise cruise ship. It's a huge ship. Why would they, they not have, have like, rooms for everyone? rooms. So Rex goes, well, I came in second in the last tournament, so I have, like, a VIP room. Do you want to come see it? And she starts, like, flirting with him, going, yeah, absolutely. And so they go back to his room. <laughs> he makes that noise, and it's it's a weird Beavis and Butthead uncomfortable. And she goes, well, I'll duel you for the room. And as they're shuffling the decks and everything, uh, she Let's goes. Let's play strip Yu-Gi-Oh. That's kind of the implication. Like he's really, he's really jazzed that he gets the duel with this woman, and she's like, "I'm just gonna bet." I I don't even remember what her part of the bet was. Was she if gonna she like? She loses. She gives him a kiss. Oh, that's right. The, uh, <laughs> God. Which again, again, creepy. And then if he loses, he has to leave the room, and she gets to stay there. Um. 
so as they're shuffling the deck, she goes, oh, let me show you my special card technique. And she guesses correctly the first, like, five cards on her deck after he's shuffled them. That's her secret technique. That's her secret Cheating. technique. Cheating. as she knows <laughs> what cards are going to be in her deck, which, I mean, you should know what cards are in your deck anyway. Yeah. But she can guess, like, the order that they're going to be drawn in. Um, yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, she beats him. Like the one constant the in the strategy in this game is just cheating. Like, no yep. matter who it is, it's just different variations and, like, strategies of cheating. I Yeah, I don't know of there being a single duel in possibly this whole show that's just a straight game of Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't think that happens. Yeah, that we see. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, at the beginning of the episodes when they were, like, playing against each other, maybe they maybe. were... Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, in fair, the background but... in this episode where there's a bunch of other people uh, playing. This episode also has a really great shot uh, that you showed me the picture of before where it's you oh, yeah. in, the, in a crowd of people like looking up at an announcer and everyone else in the shot has basically the same hair color, hair. Everyone looks like normal people, like actual human beings. And then like off to one side there, there's Yugi with his like bright purple and yellow jagged hair Just, and yeah, crazy clothes. And the, uh, the meme that goes around is that picture. And then the, the caption guess the protagonist <laughs> or spot the protagonist or something. Uh, yeah, so that's great. Um, yeah, and then the the episode ends with them still sailing on the journey to the Duelist Kingdom. To this mysterious island. Yeah. I wonder what will be there. Probably some dueling. That would be a safe bet. That would be a safe bet. Jimmy, do you want to talk about your, uh, your best and worst moments from this episode? Hmm. There wasn't a lot good at this episode. There were, there were some gems. There were, there were a few gems. Uh... I like uh, Weevil's character. I think he's the best character we've been introduced to so far just because he's the most fleshed out. Yeah. Like, he's, like, scheming and conniving, and he's just, like... Conniving? Yes. Conniving. Conniving, thank you. (laughs) He's just a a sneaky little bug enthusiast guy who just talks like this the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, he strikes me as one of those kids that, like just didn't have friends for the longest time because he wanted to go collect bugs instead. And then instead of having that moment where he goes, well, maybe I'll make friends who also like to collect bugs, he goes, no, everyone will bow to my bug army. <laughs> and he like, gets into tournaments with it. Yeah, so, which like, is kind of neat. Good for you, guy. Yeah. Uh, his glasses are rad as hell. Like, I really love oh, yeah, his they're, glasses. They're gold, and they've got, like... That those little like horn things in the middle. Yeah, it's like a it's like a uh, if you took a crescent moon and turned it so the points turn up. It's like that. It's it's like almost like a sailor moon kind of vibe going yeah. on. Yeah, uh, which really don't match his snotty kid personality, but I I like them. Yeah, I don't know what his whole deal is, but I like him as a character. Yeah, as, absolutely. As in uh, a foil to the main characters, kind of a low grade antagonist. Yeah, and I think especially like. In contrast to Pegasus and Kaiba, it's really cool to see somebody who's just a duelist and not, like, filthy rich. <laughs> yeah, not, like, a megalomaniacal, super important, like, company-running nutcase in an ivory tower. Right. It's just a snotty kid the same age as Yugi who wants to play some card games. Yeah, exactly. And Which, will cheat to do it. Y- yeah, yeah, <laughs> he will. He he will, yes. Uh, what about your worst? Uh any of the stuff the side characters are doing, 
uh, Tristan and Taya, they don't really have any point to being there except to come in at the last second and rescue Yugi and um, Joey from their incredibly stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Okay, no, well, I, I agree with you. That's my, I was going to say my lowest point as well. And it's something that we didn't talk about before because I wanted to save it for this. So the moment where it becomes useful that Tristan and Taya are there and they save Joey, they're like, Joey, why are you here too? And Joey goes, I have to win the tournament. I have to save my sister. And they go, save her from what? And he explains the whole story of like why they're not living together anymore, his parents splitting up. And he says that she has a rare eye disease and she's going to go blind soon unless they can operate on her. And they, there are like special doctors who can do it, but it costs a lot of money. So he has to win the prize money to save his sister from going blind, not save her from dying. Yeah. It's, you could have told us that. You could have told us that like it's a not long like time ago. This horrible and important secret that you have to like keep from us. Right. So then Yugi goes, well, it's okay. We'll go together uh, and, and, and duel and, and, and one of us will win. But only one person wins in a tournament, typically. Yeah, and only Yugi can win to save his grandfather's soul. Right. His grandfather's soul is literally trapped, and he will die if Yugi <laughs> loses this tournament. Like, Or he'll just be in the shadow realm for forever, right? So either grandpa dies, sister goes blind. Or Yugi could dies. win and then, like pay for the sister's operation. It could be that. Absolutely. It could be both. Absolutely. could be and both. And it probably will because we all know Joey's not going to win this tournament. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's my worst. I feel like they could have just been a little bit more upfront with that uh, and not have us spend 20 minutes thinking that she's going to die and because the payoff just isn't there. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it really disappointing of like, oh, okay, these are the stakes. All right, fine. Another weird thing I noticed about this episode, you know the Bechtel test where um, if a piece of media fails, if there's two women who don't talk about anything other than a man? Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So to pass the Bechtel test, they have to be uh, two women who are in the same scene together. Yeah, who talk about something other than a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This show, none of the main characters or side characters talk about anything other than Yugi. Correct. For more than like a second. Yes. Literally the only topic of conversation is Yugi. And how good a duelist he is. Correct. His great and awesome cards. Correct. It's weird. Yeah. They can't even, like even in the sentences where it's Yugi talking about the card game, instantly the reply is, wow, Yugi, you're so good at dueling. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's just telling him how good he is at the card game. It's kind of an anime version of the room. A little bit. Everything is about the main character. Like, they don't show him being good at cards. They're just, everyone's just all the time like, wow, he's so good at cards. He's so good at cards. Uh, he even says, I mean, episode one, he's like, you know, you played really well, Joey. I just have better cards than you <laughs> because my grandpa owns a game shop, and that's how this game works. <laughs> so he doesn't, even, he doesn't even claim to be a good duelist. Yeah. He just has better cards. Ongoing theme in this series is... Uh, if you have money, you can basically do anything you want. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. This is either a, a, uh, a advertisement for or a critique of capitalism. 
Uh, I will tell you my highlight, though. I'm really stoked for this highlight of mine. The best part of this episode, potentially the best part of the last three episodes, was when they introduced the cruise ship that goes to Duelist Kingdom. There's an announcer who's like, oh, telling everybody what to this do. Guy. This guy, uh, they said his name, and I forget it already, but this guy's hair is the best thing to ever appear in any television show ever because you first see him and he's this dude in like a like a black suit he's dressed like all the other security people and he's wearing sunglasses and his hair does this spike kind of like Tristan's it's two spikes but it's well so all you see at first is the first one right he's got like a unicorn spike of hair coming up uh, just like a foot off the front of his face and then it does a shot from behind him and you see that there is an identical horn of hair coming off the back of his head and pointing down. Yeah, when they're not just like plain like horns, they're like perfectly sculpted four-sided pyramids, one emer- one side emerging from each part of his head. Yeah. Yeah, like he's he must spend easily 6 hours every morning sculpting his hair or hiring someone to sculpt his hair that way because like it, it's to the point where if he looked down I can imagine both those arrows just kind of sort of resting or parallel to the ground, right? Like he becomes ultra aerodynamic. Yeah. You can launch him out of the cannon and he will pierce a building and stay there with these (laughs) horns. And it's, I I just, I can't, I really want more of him to show up in the rest of the series. And I don't remember if he does or not because I I legitimately haven't noticed him until this moment. And that is the best part of this series so far. That dude's hair. That dude's hair. Yeah, really weird hair is a a, a very strong uh, part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yep, everyone I, uh, has their own like crazy like spikes or like different styles that are just completely unattainable in real life. Except without, for Taya. Yeah, except for Taya, who is just like normal girl. Normal hair. Yeah. Uh, Mize, I think, was the the weirdest for me. Just because, like, we're used to Joey being like an like an American ass American character, like he he does the accent and everything. To he does like a New York accent this episode. <laughs> hey, I'm dueling here. Uh, and Mai comes in and has this like huge blonde Farrah Fawcett head of hair. It's kind of reminiscent of Yugi's hair. A little, a little bit, yeah. S- some of the uh, the spikes hanging down are kind of. The oh, same that's true. Yeah, I didn't consider that. Uh, it really reminded me of, have you seen season two of Stranger Things? Most of it, yes. So there's a there's an episode where uh, Steve Harrington explains <laughs> how he got his hair and like how he does his hair in the morning. And there's this whole ritual and it ends with like four spritzes of the Farrah Fawcett, Farrah Fawcett, wow, Farrah Fawcett uh, hair I forget the spray exact or name. whatever. Yeah. yeah, but hairspray of some kind. And, uh, and everyone's all shocked by it. And I... I see that same routine here in Mai's hair. Like, Mai has Steve Harrington hair. Yep. I can see it. Uh, do you it's have anything else? perfect. Anything else about the episode? No, that's about it. That's about it. It really ends on kind of like a... It's not even really a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's, it's just like, like a, well, and the next time something will happen. Kind of just like an ominous, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen here at this creepy island. Who knows? We know. Episode four of season one is titled Into the Hornet's Nest. I wonder if he's going to fight Weevil. I told you this wasn't an ASMR <laughs> podcast anymore. Uh, I wonder if he's going to fight Weevil. There we are. That's not somebody's fetish at all. Uh, yeah, so 
into the hornet's nest, presumably we'll see more of Weevil. Uh, I can also see from here that episode five is also titled The Ultimate Great Moth. We're not going to talk about that for two weeks, but presumably there will be some Weevil Underwood happening. Oops, all Weevil. Oops, all Weevil. All Weevil, all the time. Tune in next time for the Weevil Underwood Sportscast, (laughs) where we cover all things Weevil Underwood. Yeah, that's basically the premise of the next two episodes, it looked like. So, uh... so get ready for it. Until next time, it's, it's time. time to uh, 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 end the episode. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.